This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 and welcome to the Friday edition of the Noon Business Hour presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Apple is introducing a feature that will check iPhones for images of child sex abuse and we'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the Labor Department's employment report for July, the big headliner, the U.S. economy adding 943,000 jobs as the unemployment rate fell to 5.4%. And let's break down those better-than-expected numbers with Carl Riccadonna, who is the chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg in New York. So, Carl, tell us what you think about these numbers and what they mean. Good afternoon. Uh, the, the numbers that uh, we're seeing uh, today are, are certainly strong numbers, and it's an encouraging signal that the economy is uh, on a uh, strong trajectory to continue uh, uh, building back from the uh, devastating year that we saw in 2020. Uh, that being said, uh, while it was a stronger-than-expected number, uh, once we start digging into some of the underlying details, uh, I won't say it's a, a weak report, but it's, it's not as strong as uh, the headline would uh, suggest. So uh, as uh, Elisa Parenti highlighted, uh, you know, we saw a lot of job creation in uh, the leisure and hospitality sector, so bartenders, restaurant uh, workers, uh, hotel workers. Once we factor that out of the equation, uh, we see kind of a, a profile of, of still strong job creation, but certainly not uh, creating the impression that the economy continues to accelerate. So we're on a, a strong footing, uh, but we're not actually strengthening uh, beyond where we were in the last couple of months. Carl, do we have any sense of whether these new jobs that are being created are paying about what the jobs that they're replacing did? Or are we seeing any kind of a decline in, say, if you wanted to put it for a better term, the average income of these new jobs compared to the ones that we lost due to the pandemic? Well, a lot of the jobs that are uh, uh, being replaced at the moment uh, are those types of jobs we lost at the start of the pandemic in uh, the sectors I uh, mentioned, uh, restaurants, uh, hotels, uh, bartenders, that sort of thing. Uh, and so we are seeing some wage pressures in those categories. Uh, when we step back and look at uh, the other sectors that, that aren't having a big swing uh, based on you know, lockdowns and uh, easing of lockdowns and whatnot, uh, you are seeing less of a wage inflation story there here. So we can't get too bent out of shape looking at you know, changes in average hourly earnings and whatnot because uh, there's a big compositional change that's happening as we're hiring a lot more restaurant workers, for instance, than we ordinarily would be doing uh, in, in the month of July. So uh, wage pressures are, are rising, but uh, we're not at the point where we should be concerned about 1970s era kind of wage, uh, wage price spirals uh, developing in the economy, because there still is considerable slack. Mind you, if we look at the level of employment relative to where we were pre-pandemic, we're still talking about four to five million jobs uh, that haven't been replaced. 
That means there's plenty of slack, and that means any inflation flare-up will indeed be transitory. Carl, anything else about these numbers or just in general that we need to be watching as we go forward from here? Well, what we need to be focused on over the next uh, couple of months is uh, whether or not we see uh, people truly returning to the labor force. So a number of states have taken away the enhanced jobless benefits that were put in place uh, during the course of the uh, coronavirus crisis. Uh, And by Labor Day, that will be expiring across all 50 states, uh, which means that uh, potentially if there were people staying at home, collecting that unemployment check, uh, rather than going out and looking for a job, uh, that story ends uh, come Labor Day of this year and and has ended in a lot of states already. Uh, So we're going to see a big flood of re-entrance into the labor market, which could actually push the unemployment rate higher uh, on a uh, short-term basis, but it will make a lot of these job openings easier to fill as a result. Carl Riccadonna, the chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg in New York, thanks as always for giving us your very good expertise on just exactly what these numbers mean and where we're going from here. Coming up, Apple is working to detect images of child pornography and report them to law enforcement. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Apple is introducing a new system engineered to detect images of child sexual abuse. And let's learn more about that from Shelley Palmer, the CEO of the Palmer Group in New York and author of the new book, An Executive Guide to the World of Decentralized Finance. So, Shelley, what's going on at Apple? Well, you know, privacy, 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 child porn, privacy, privacy. I think those are the, those are the words for today. For today. And, and that is a good question because, as you know, Apple is the company that says you use our products, we'll protect your privacy. What does this have to do about that and how much concern is there that if Apple could do this, maybe they could do other things that might not be so great about privacy? So this, this is the really interesting question. They are not actually detecting child pornography. There's a, there's a registry of pornographic material that's considered harmful to children and those images are being tagged they're being with a with a hash um cryptographic hash and apple is put together a database of those hashes and a way to understand if you have photographs that match those hashes now, this is a giant departure from where Apple has been. As you know, they've been all privacy all the time and, and encryption. We can't even decrypt it. Sorry, FBI. Sorry, U.S. government. You know, we're not we, – we, we don't have the ability to – there's no backdoor to Apple encryption. And yet here, they are trying to uh, have their cake and eat it too. A lot of security experts really applaud what this is, but there's just as many security experts saying, well, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> what exactly – what exactly are you doing here, and, and, and how are you able to have your cake and eat it, too, when it comes to encrypted data? So there are as many questions as there are answered. By the way, several other companies, right, Facebook, Google, they all comply with this. They all immediately try to remove photographs or any kind of material that violates the terms of service. But it's just unusual for Apple to make this announcement. And and also the methodology, and I would urge you, it's not really within the scope of a quick radio interview to describe the technology that they're using and the, and the technique more than anything else. But it's worth a couple of seconds to go just Google it and read, because I, I think it, it's going to 
while you will applaud the idea of reducing child pornography in the world and, and uh, any images or information that would put children at risk, I think you're going to scratch your head a little bit about what Apple's policy is here and their departure from what their normal privacy policies are to where this takes you. And your question is really important. Uh, what does that mean for the long term? Is this isolated into this one uh, very narrow focused area or is this a trend? No. And Shelley, one question is, obviously, we're trying to discuss it here, trying to explain it, not adequately because we don't have the time. You could go and Google it, but are most customers going to hear this and not take the time to see even if maybe this isn't necessarily a privacy issue? And could that hurt Apple even if they do come up with something that in the end is okay and is not really a threat to your privacy? I honestly don't believe there's anything any human being can do on this planet to hurt Apple at their current valuation and the immense amount of power that they have in the universe. I think they dictate more about how we spend our lives and how we use their products than we do. So I don't think this is going to hurt them. But I do think it is worth everyone's time, especially those of you who are in businesses as the noon business hour, to spend a couple minutes. Because, look, privacy, um, encryption, cybersecurity, these are all facets of the, of the same of the same thing we all need to look at, right? They're all just different angles. Uh, privacy and cybersecurity are inextricably linked, and uh, the ability to, to, to decrypt encrypted uh, content is getting in the news every day now. What does it mean to be fully encrypted, and what is partially encrypted, or what does encrypted mean if someone else can get to it and decrypt it if they're not you? These are really important questions for business security, for our money, for how we store our cryptocurrency, across the board. So, yeah, take a minute. Go for it. it. It'll be worth your time. Great advice, as always, from Shelley Palmer, the CEO of the Palmer Group out of New York and author of the new book, An Executive Guide to the World of Decentralized Finance. Up next, protecting yourself from credit card fraud. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. An estimated one million credit cards have been released to the dark web by a Russian criminal organization. And joining us on the McGrath-Lexus business line to discuss credit card security is Adam Levin, the co-host of the podcast, What the Hack, with Adam Levin and author of the book, Swiped. And Adam, I guess, what the hack? It seems like more of our credit card numbers have been swiped. What's going on? Hey, Jim. Yeah, well, this, this happens really all the time. There are tens of millions of credit cards that are floating around the dark web and sold by every possible category you can imagine, whether it's a Visa or a MasterCard, how many points are available, uh, what are the rewards programs that you can get, what are the limits on these particular credit cards. Uh, also, by zip code, uh, because that's designed to evade bank tracking systems uh, if it looks like you're using your credit card in places where you work or you live or you tend to shop. So what's the advice here? I mean, I guess it's important for all of us to really keep a close eye on our, like say, our credit card statements, or what's the best way to reduce the risk that you might become a victim of this if, in fact, your number ends up out there? Well, a few things. First, you should always be look checking your credit reports and get them as frequently as you can. You should be monitoring your credit scores. Because if your score takes a sudden precipitous drop, it could be that you're using too much of your available credit, which means it might not be you. It could be someone that's actually gained access and is using your, your credit card. Uh, you should consider freezing your credit. Uh, that's where no one, including you, can get access to your credit for the purpose of opening a new account. 
until it's thawed. So that means when you apply for new credit, then you would have to thaw it. Credit freezes are now free. You could also put a fraud alert on your file so that if anyone is attempting to open a credit card account in your name, uh, the creditor must check with you to confirm it's you. But another thing which is very important is either through sophisticated monitoring programs that monitor the dark web that would notify you in the event that any information involving your personal identifiable information, like a credit card, is out there, or what you can get for free from your uh, financial institutions as well as your credit card companies is something called transaction monitoring. And that means that anytime there's any activity in your credit card account, you're notified, and then you look at it and determine whether that was you or that was somebody else. Uh, also, they have a new feature with a lot of credit cards that if you sense that it's lost or stolen, before you actually cancel the card, you can freeze that card so that nothing can happen, which gives you time to contact the issuer. It also gives you time to check to see whether it just may be under a couch somewhere. All right. That's why you need to listen to What the Hack with Adam Levin, the podcast, and also read his book, Swiped. It's a great way to help you get the information you need to stay safe, especially with all these credit card numbers going out. Still ahead on Entrepreneur Friday, a company that provides Santas and other actors for all kinds of events. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And it's presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Good afternoon, I'm Jim Goodis. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Chicago-based United Airlines is instituting a vaccine requirement for employees. Discount air carrier Spirit struggles through another day of major cancellations. On Entrepreneur Friday, a company that provides Santas looks ahead to winter bookings as it keeps a close watch on a changing pandemic condition. And a popular Latin fusion restaurant in Chicago is gearing back up for diners and events. Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is up 153 points, the S&P 500 ahead by 8, the Nasdaq is down 65 points. 
Again, we're expecting strong storms possibly in the Chicago area this afternoon. They should move out by midnight. We're heading up to a high of 83 and down to a low of 69. Right now, under partly sunny skies, it's 77 at O'Hare at 1231. Another major company is requiring employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Ben Thomas reports on the latest policy from Chicago's hometown airline. United Airlines will require U.S.-based employees to be fully vaccinated by October 25th at the latest. CEO Scott Kirby says he knows some employees will disagree with the decision, but it's clear everyone is safer when everyone is vaccinated. United has 67,000 employees in the U.S. It estimates close to 90% of its pilots and 80% of its flight attendants are already vaccinated. United Executive says the airline has no plans to require passengers be vaccinated, calling that a government decision. I'm Ben Thomas. Spirit Airlines has canceled more than 250 flights this morning, pushing the total past 1,700 for the week. The company blames a combination of bad weather and staff shortages. CBS's Errol Barnett has spoken with Spirit President and CEO Ted Christie. We asked Christie to respond to those videos of people really suffering at airports with no place to go. It's heart-wrenching. It's a terrible experience, and we're doing our best uh, to make up for that. And I believe we have, so that those people are either where they belong, where they're in a hotel, or or, or afforded the option to go somewhere else. Now, Christie says that includes reimbursing travelers for food, even booking them on other airlines. And he admits the airline has just simply been overwhelmed. He explains that problems began late July with bad weather across the country. That resulted in delays and then stranded crews. That led to staff shortages and it was just a real domino effect. You can check the status of any flight 24-7 at wbbmnewsradio.com slash weather. You can take WBBM anywhere you go by using the Odyssey app, which now also has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for music fans, by music fans, only on the Odyssey app. It's 1233. Your best stock option. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Markets are mixed and we're joined by Hugh Johnson, the chairman and chief investment officer at Hugh Johnson Advisors in Albany. And Hugh, your take on uh, the jobs numbers today, what they mean and how the markets are reacting to them. Well, the markets are reacting very well and they're reacting very well for good reason. These were really good numbers that we got, 943,000 uh, additions to payrolls for the month of July. That's a big number. And probably as important is that we got upward revisions to the May, May and June numbers, uh, over a million more added to the numbers in May and June. Very positive numbers. And I think probably of greater significance than all of these numbers is there were signs in these numbers that a lot of individuals who have been sort of sitting this one out because of increased benefits for sitting things out are starting to come in off of the sidelines and starting to become re-engaged in the labor force. That's really good because the big complaint I'm getting, and I'm sure you hear it all the time, is companies are complaining that they cannot hire workers. Well, that's starting to give way, and it's going to be a little bit easier if these numbers continue, they're not going to be. It's not going to be great, but we're headed in the right direction. So, I think it's a, a really positive report, and I think every business in the U.S., particularly those that are complaining about the difficulty of getting people to work, are going to be very relieved by this, and they're going to see more progress over the coming months. I think. 
You are the numbers we're seeing today primarily because of the job numbers, or is there anything else going on on the street that is also influencing things, or other things going on the street that we should be watching? Yeah, the the, the big the, the big thing this year for the whole year, and it continues to be the case this week is earnings. The story of the stock market, which was up 15% in the first two quarters of this year, is really earnings. We had revisions higher in earnings starting in the first of the year of about 12%. So really, the reason that the stock market's doing well is not because of interest rates. Interest rates have declined some. That's not the big story. The big story is earnings. Not only are companies about 90% of the companies that are reporting earnings, reporting earnings in excess of excess of what has been expected or estimated, but they're also giving us guidance on the next two quarters and saying business is good and it's likely to continue to be good, if not get better. So I think this is a story about earnings. It is a story about earnings, but you have to worry about the risk of the virus. But but really, this is a story about earnings. Hugh Johnson, the chairman and chief investment officer at Hugh Johnson Advisors in Albany, New York. Thanks, Hugh, as always. Up next on Entrepreneur Friday, a Shark Tank winner that's in the Santa Claus business. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and this afternoon we're in a holiday mode. We're spotlighting a company that provides Santas and other characters to all kinds of events. And joining us on the McGrath Lexus business line is Mitch Allen, the founder and head elf of Hire Santa in Dallas. So, Mitch, is Santa having the same problems as many other companies in uh, finding folks to fill all the jobs? You know, it's uh, great to be here today, and it is the same thing every year. We always are looking for more great Santa Claus entertainers, people who really have the spirit of Christmas in their their hearts. Uh, So we're not quite as bad as the rest of the country, but, yes, we still could use uh, many Santas to fill all of the jobs this year, it's really going to be sort of a spring back year to uh, normality we're seeing with our retail partners. So how do you find the right people to be Santa's helpers or some of the other events that you staff with individuals? How do you find those people? Well, first of all, you, you have to look like Santa, obviously. You know, we, we like to say that all of our Santas are real bearded, real bellied, and real jolly. And uh, so you've got to have the look, but you also have to have the love and joy of Christmas um, and so there's a, a vibrant online community. Most people end up reaching out to us or had they been Santa for somebody, not maybe professionally, then they want to really get into it. They reach out to us and we help them provide, uh, get jobs uh, throughout the country and really even around the world. Now, you obviously are important in helping Santa get his helpers out there. Santa needs those helpers. But you also staff other kinds of events. What do you do? Yeah, so we staff really any type of holiday production. Uh, We do others outside of Christmas, but mainly during Christmas, we'll do productions from, you know, a small home visit all the way up to full season, say mall type work or retail work. But we can also put on really great shows, uh, holiday productions, whether it be a big tree lighting for a community, a huge parade uh, with all of the things going on with that, or even a show where uh, singing, dancing, uh, we do all of the costuming, all of the scripting, uh, music lights. And so anything, really sort of any type of event production, Hire Santa can uh, take care of you. Now, we talked to entrepreneurs about how they got started, how they got the idea, how they built the business. What's your story? It's a really interesting story. If you, you saw me, you wouldn't think that I look like Santa. But another, I am a serial entrepreneur. And one of the companies that I was working for back in um, around 2008, uh, my administrative assistant asked me to address a Santa and hand out bonus checks. 
I did it and just had a wonderful time. And I also dressed up as Santa and it wasn't a good looking Santa at all. I wouldn't hire myself uh, way back then. See, that's and, why you're the head elf, not Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah, a Santa's absolutely. helper. You're the head elf. That's right. And so th- that really, uh, I got hooked on doing it. Um, I did go all in and uh, I've actually now, uh, when you think of sort of Tim Allen type Santa, uh, um, that, that really is sort of my look now. Uh, and I've appeared on national TV commercials, uh, parades, um, all types of, of big events. And then I got too much work. So in 2012, I actually started uh, farming out some of this higher, uh, other, the Santa work to other Santas around the country. And, uh, you know, sort of the rest is history. From there, we've grown quickly and uh, appeared on Shark Tank a couple of times. And, and really, we've, we've grown our brand uh, substantially since, uh, since its founding. Well, Santa is usually the one who brings the gifts. In your case, it sounds like Santa was the gift. Mitch Allen, the founder and head elf of Hire Santa in Dallas, Texas. By the way, you can find out more about Mitch's business and maybe give him a, some work if you need a Santa or someone else with holiday uh, expertise or someone who can help you with a holiday show. That website, HireSanta.com. Still to come, a Chicago restaurant that survived the pandemic and looking forward to a busy fall season. News that makes you money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Latin-inspired restaurant Carnival has been serving diners and hosting weddings and other events since 2005, but I imagine the COVID crisis has affected them as it has many such operations. Let's find out from Sam Randazzo, the Director of Operations at Carnival in Chicago. So, by the way, located at 702 West Fulton Market Street. Sam, how has the pandemic affected you and how are you doing these days? Uh, we're actually doing pretty good. Um, it has affected us, and, and we are hurting a little bit. Um, you know, our hours of operation have changed, and even the availability to get um, certain things on our menu again uh, has affected everything. But, um, you know, for the most part, we had a good team here, and we're able to get kind of back to normal, I think, a little sooner than a lot of other places around us. Was it that kind of flexibility, sort of limiting the menu and responding to how things were opening up again to get the best response. Is that how you have coped with this and kept your business as uh, solid as possible during all of this? Yeah, I think it's being flexible definitely on an employee level to, you know, fulfill their needs as well as things that we need to do for our guests or just um, all around pricing and, and looking at different menu options. So let's talk a little about how things are different than, say, how they were pre-pandemic. What are some of the differences you would notice if you are experienced with Carnival and you were a visitor before, and now maybe you're coming back for the first time? Just some of the changes that customers might see. Um, We have a different table alignment. We're um, a little bit more spread out in certain areas of the restaurant to allow for guests who are um, still concerned with COVID to be spaced out. Um, our outdoor space gets utilized um, off and on a little bit more or less, depending on that as well. Um, availability of products um, because of shortness of staff. We, uh, our, our menu is a little more limited um, than what we had pre-COVID items on there. And that's just so that we can actually prep and get the items out to a diner in a relatively good amount of time. Um, and, and it's all about production instead of having this big menu with more people i um, able to execute it. I have a little bit less people, but um, we're able to get that product out still timely. So, You guys are known for hosting weddings and other events. How is that going these days? 
You know, some of the weddings that were on the books for last year got postponed and they're starting to come back in now. We're seeing this influx of weddings. Um, some of them have changed from being that 100 to 150 people to a little bit smaller where it's more like 60, 70 people. Um, but, you know, compacting it in a short amount of time now um, because they weren't able to have it last year has been um, has been good for us, and we have the space to to accommodate it. We obviously will will do it. Um, it's it's been you know a lot at once, but it's nothing that we haven't handled. Real quick, are you enhancing the experience at all? So maybe it's a smaller reception, let's say, or a smaller event, but instead you're enhancing the experience, and maybe that way making up some of the revenue you might have lost from the smaller capacity or the smaller number of people attending? Uh, well, part of Carnival and the experience here is a little bit of the show. Um, so yeah, anything that we can to enhance that, um, a little bit of a, a, a separate bar that has a, a specialty drink or um, maybe even a, a little um, flame as we're serving something, a um, little flambe station going on, definitely. And, and we're able to, again, execute that. We'll, we'll definitely do it and enhance it a little bit. That's Sam Randazzo, the Director of Operations at Carnival in Chicago. It's at 702 West Fulton Market Street. They are getting more wedding and reception business and more customers coming in as they emerge from the pandemic. If you missed any part of today's show, you could go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.